Welcome back to our podcast with me, Dino, and my sister, Rachel, where we talk about the mysteries of the universe and existence and spirituality, both in its most conceptual inquiries and in the real raw ways in which it relates to our daily lives. Yes, we go down many paths of thought and want to take you along with us. To get people to not be curious, they're like, oh no, curiosity is going to kill you. No, curiosity is going to kill your ignorance, maybe, but that's about it. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the old self with its misconceptions and small mindedness. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, maybe that's why it's killed the cat because the cat in that conception is said to have nine lives. So it's like, yeah, it kills the cat, but then the cat comes back with a new perspective. That's right. Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh, this saying just became so deep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what else can we play with? There's some things that I'm just like, I have no idea where that freaking came from. Oh, actually, just randomly, the the phrase, uh, the cat's out of the bag comes from when merchants used to put chickens in a bag and apparently in order to fraud somebody what's the word for that anyway they put uh cats in the bag and like you know keep the chickens to i don't know sell to somebody else or you know because chickens were more valuable than cats so somebody Uh i guess at some point opened the bag and realized they bought a, a cat instead of you know a chicken that's going to lay eggs and be a good dinner. Oh, and realize that they'd been had. That's Um, funny, though, because I heard a completely different story for where that saying comes from, the cat's out. Oh, really? Yeah. what's yours? I don't don't know know if it's true or, like, the full story behind it, but I think it's supposed to be, like, it's not a cat as in the animal. It's the cat of nine tails, the whip. And if uh, the cat is taken out of the bag, that means somebody has been found out they're going to be punished. Oh, I see. Okay, so in mine, it was the truth is out, like the cat's out of the bag. And okay, so in either way, somebody has been naughty. And, yeah. yeah, I wonder I wonder which of these origin stories is true or maybe neither of them are. Maybe, both. <laughs> maybe they're both wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows? I'm trying to remember oh, who told me that now. The, the things that we would spy on and figure out if we had like a spyglass through time. <laughs> oh God. Oh, that makes me think. Have I think I've told you this idea that I had for like, I feel like th- this could be like a good premise for like, maybe like a sci, like a Star Trek episode or something like that. And like, uh-huh. basically it's like the sci-fi futuristic idea where a civilization becomes so like, say we become so, advanced and say this is even possible um, yeah. that that we could create a like an observation bubble outside of time or that essentially that is able to exist outside of time and 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 actually watch everything that happens on earth throughout all of its history in its truth and then we can use that to like scan the earth at these various times and then like go and terraform worlds throughout the galaxy 
that we turn into versions of the earth at different times in its development. <gasps> Do you know what if we've already done that? Uh, you mean what if we will have already done that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the turn of phrase. <laughs> says so much. I mean, I mean, sure, what if, but, you know. Right. What, does, what good does that do us to wonder? Um, oh, but uh, just for, you know, the sake of imagination. Yes, this is true. This, and I guess I, yeah, I shouldn't say that because this is what, that's exactly what I'm doing with this weird I know. idea. Because <laughs> I think it would be so cool to create versions of the earth that like, let's recreate the earth during the Jurassic period on a planet right? somewhere. Let's create the yeah. earth, recreate the earth during the Silurian period, during the yes. Idiot during right before the dawn of humanity, and then make yeah. like different versions of earth at mm-hmm. these times and have like some of them that are like pristine environments that are recreated just as they were at that time on earth yeah. and another one where it's that same thing but it also has humans added into the picture and right. then like see how each one develops from there smart so humans cool. that are respectful of the earth I think. yes of course okay. because the only way in which because... we can achieve any of this is, is if we have already figured out how to live sustainably with the rest of life Okay, I was going to say, because I feel like we don't need to recreate this particular experiment. <laughs> what particular experiment? You know, we're, we're at the point with the planet that right now, that the, in the time that we're currently experiencing. I want to see the Earth as an enormous garden where things are just lush and there's crazy big animals and terrifying things that we didn't eliminate along the way of our own development. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I want to see that. I like what? Yeah. Of like multiple versions of the right. Earth at these times. Right. So there can be one that's pristine like that. And then another that also has us. Okay. And see what happens. Maybe we're that experiment where there's humans and they, and they're like, Oh, these humans just kind of ran wild. And like, fucking this what up. did you do? <laughs> <laughs> or or just be like, oh, okay, this is what happened. You know, maybe they're a bunch of scientists. <laughs> Although it's it's interesting. I, I I honestly think that the general attitude a lot of people tend to have towards humans and towards this particular time of struggle in our history, in our relationship with the biosphere, people tend to look at that pretty nihilistically and with with very little hope and to to yeah as like an example of us being a lost cause when and and to see it as an example of us there being something innately wrong with us it's kind of like a way that people have been able to like kind of regurgitate the the christian attitude of original sin of how like there's something fucked up about us oh interesting Um, i like that take on it that's and like not granted, that's, how I meant it. That no, I know, I know, but like this is. I'm just saying that this is the the sort of attitude that I see in that attitude, and it's not just a Christian yeah. thing, of course. Like it's much bigger than that. Christianity was just another manifestation of that attitude because right. this attitude that there's something wrong with us, or there's something wrong with this world, or there's something wrong with this life, this stage of existence 
is is pretty widespread. I mean, I, it's not universal. It is represented to some degree or another in a lot of different religions and philosophies um, around the world. And it was it was kind of coming to a head when Christianity was 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 spreading and gaining power, which is why it got kind of fossilized and 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 or crystallized within. Within Christianity and, and got like ex- exported to the rest of the world through that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I actually think at least my perspective on it is that maybe there's fun- something fundamentally wrong with our societal structures. It's not necessarily humans themselves. It's like this, the structures that, or the systems that we've yes. been within nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It is, there's something wrong with that. Like yes. us fundamentally as humans, I think we don't have that. And I think that's actually kind of why we might have that other, um, like why we can have that sight that things are not right. And we're saying, oh, there's something wrong with us, but really there's just something wrong with the system. And the reason we know that is because we do have those, maybe an inborn memory or acknowledgement that we are capable of better than I love that. Yes. That is a really good way to explain why there isn't an inherent thing that's wrong with us because of that. We do have the, the natural ability to think critically about these things and to see the injustice and to want to correct that. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, yes, absolutely. So Um, it's like, yeah. What, you get it. <laughs> what I was going to say is that mm-hmm. um, people tend to take this attitude that there's something wrong with us, blah, 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 blah. Um, and they, they become really like, ap- like apathetically nihilistic about it, thinking that like we are doomed. Our civilization is doomed. We're going to go extinct anyway someday. So why does it matter what we do now? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Um, and and they're like, oh, there's like people are generally apathetic about trying to make the changes that we need to make in our world and our societies and our cultures because they think that we're doomed, that there's no way to, to save us. And maybe they don't intellectually think this, but they they kind of seem they act from that place, certainly. Right. And um, and so but the, the reason I think that that is misguided is because we are not seeing it, 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 it is an expression of the attitude that we have pretty widespread in human cultures that humans are somehow separate from and special and different from the rest of the natural world. Yeah. We, we are really obsessed with this idea that there's something that makes us different, something that makes us special. Um, it's reinforced from so many different places in our cultures. Um, but in, in this way, it's expressed not it's kind of taken to the other extreme where instead of seeing us as special and better, it's seeing us as somehow corrupt <laughs> and fucked up. Right. Um, and the reason I think that's wrong is because if you look at the things that we're doing that are wrong, that are bad, they're all totally natural, expectable reactions for us to take to the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Like the, the, we, um, it is natural for an for an organism for an animal to be selfish to some extent to look right. out for its own survival right, and to to hoard the resources that it needs to whatever extent it is driven instinctually to do so um, to to maintain its survival. and 
we are new to this way of seeing and interacting with the world. Never before has an organism, as far as we're aware, been able to see the ways in which they are dependent upon and integrated with all of the other systems in the biosphere around them that support them. And it's Um, so exciting because now we can do better. Yes, exactly. And so we people in general think in very short time spans. We think within the span of a human lifetime. And that just is not an, not a correct way to look at things, <laughs> period. Um, right. We must look at ourselves, our behavior as a species, what we need to do in the world, and what sort of things we should value and work towards. We need to look at all of those things within a geological time frame within a deep time time frame we need to think in terms of billions of years <laughs> or at least millions of years definitely billions as well but you know but all of these time scales we need to think within those terms and we need to see ourselves in the ways that we're messing stuff up in this time in history as yeah. being sort of the natural way that a species new to a way of living makes mistakes and figures things out as it goes along. Right. And like yes. there is no reason to think that say a raccoon, if they gained the powers that we as humans have, wouldn't be making the same exact mistakes that we are making now. They would be just as selfish perhaps, and just as short sighted perhaps, and just as, um, just as, uh, well, anything that's the ways in, in which his things own survivor in its own survivability above anything else is going to have those types of shortcomings. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so it is just now essentially in history that we are able to, and coming to have the perspective on a larger scale within human societies that we have kinship, not just with all other humans, but with all other life forms and not just with all of their mm. life forms, but with all of the inorganic things in the universe. And, and to see that uh, we're starting to realize that when we, when we want to consider our own survival and our own well-being, we have to consider the survival and well-being of all of the other systems of life in our network that support us. Because it is their yes. well-being that ensures our well-being. Exactly. I was going to say. It's basically just like, you know, we we already have this wisdom within us naturally, being a social species, being a tribal species that values family above all other things, because we learned millions and millions of years ago that family was our best immediate way of ensuring our own survival and the survival of our genes and, and our population. And we're coming to the point now where we're seeing not just that truth, but how all of the human families are also dependent upon each other and not just that truth, but how all of the human family is dependent upon all the other living families of life in the biosphere. Um, yes. So anyway, I've repeated myself now a few times, but no, no <laughs> hopefully one of those descriptions yeah. will <laughs> Well, it's like you do want to restate things in certain ways so that people get the, oh, I was actually thinking like an essay is like that because you say. They, yeah, you, you tell them what you're going to say, you say what you're going to say, and then you told them, and then you tell them what you told them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just like, I actually was thinking maybe that was some sort of like secret magical spell of how to get people 
to put information in their heads. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's also the spiritual part where I honestly feel so grateful that we have the souls in our family that we do or the spirits in our family that yeah. we do. Because what you're caring for is the is the freedom and the freedom to live and express ourselves that you that you want each of us in your family to have because you see us as a part of you as not i mean i mean my hesitation to to put it that way to see yeah is it sound seeing someone as a part of you is that it makes it sound like the only reason that you have to care about somebody else is a selfish reason and right. it's yeah. not really the case like but really the truth of it is that we have evolved to be a certain way to have these emotions to feel this way for each other and to have this sense of love and whatnot as just a natural that that came about just kind of through the natural evolution of us. And the reason why it is preserved is because it also helps us to survive and preserve each other, not because life was like, what technique can I use? What programming must I put into the minds of my organisms in order to keep make them survive? It was never like that. It was, it was just those of us who did have these ways of thinking and feeling did protect each other and thus survived over time. Whereas those right. who didn't, didn't survive <laughs> over yeah. time. So yeah. it's not that love is like the solution that life invented in order to make uh, social animals survive. It's that social animals survive because they have love for each other. And love right. just came out of that naturally. Yeah. Just clarify that we're not talking about just genetics right now. <laughs> you yeah. know, that that's, you know, that there was that initial, uh, yeah. Anyway, I won't restate it. I guess, I guess my point is that it was never about genetics. Oh. Like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Love, love for the, for each other's family was never because our brains were like, I need to protect my genes and these people have my genes. The genes oh. gave us the propensity to love each other. The fact that we love each other makes us protect each other and look out for each other's well-being. And thus, our genes are also preserved. Okay. There is, that was it, my misunderstanding then. Okay. <laughs> the, it, yeah. it's, it's to point out that there is no underlying design or intention behind this. Right. There was no, there was no, that's what I was saying. Like life did not program us with like, with the forethought of saying, I need to make organisms that. It was just survived. what survived. Yes. It's just what survived. Because <laughs> yeah. that's the whole premise behind natural selection. It's just what happens naturally with no design. I love that, 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 that love is what makes us survive because that's, we operate out of such a different framework. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, to say that and put it that specifically and that simply is yeah, also incorrect because it's not, it's not that love is the only thing that it, I mean, it is the thing that makes us survive. Those of us who are social animals, right. But not all animals or not all life forms are social. Not all life forms have love. No, I mean, as, as humans. As a basis for, yeah, but yeah, okay. 
<laughs> I suppose that is something I need to get used to defining when I'm when I'm using these terms because I know because I, you I are thinking of life in general. Yeah, I yeah. frequently say us in reference to all of life, not humans. Well, I think that's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, but I'm, yes, I'm pro. In fact, you can almost you can always assume that I don't mean humans, pretty much, if I'm saying okay. us. I mean, okay, well, in, in context, <laughs> in context, you can in certain scenarios, and I won't specify and I'll say us, but hopefully the context makes it clear which one I'm talking about. Right. But in general, if I'm talking about us as in humans, I will specify that okay. um, because that Thank is you. the exception to us in my brain. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I still want that t-shirt that there's like a box next to human and there's like no check mark in the box. I'm like, I want that so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Are there other, other bullet points that are checked? Nope. Just not human. (laughs) I mean, I accept my human form and you know my feelings about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You, part of you accepts it, but a big part of you does not. It's like, meh. It's also kind of like an opportunity for all of us who feel that way to recover the word human in general, because we are better than what we want to disidentify with. Yeah. That we with that we label as human. So there's yeah. like some recovering of that word that needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.